It's time now for Keeping It 100 with Dory. Sponsored by the Derek Olivier Institute, Keeping It Real with Dory is designed to analyze, discuss, and develop positive outcomes to help stop the violence in the community. Now, let's go to the studios. Here's our show host, Edmund Davis. Parents and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $2,500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. What's the science, everybody? Let the course begin, as every episode is a semester. And thank you for tuning in to Keeping It 100 with Dory on the Buffalo Radio, making history one generation at a time here at Arkansas Baptist College. We are broadcasting from ABC in downtown Little Rock's historic Dunbar neighborhood. We are just three lights from the Arkansas Capitol building, the seat of power in the natural state. Keeping It 100 with Dory comes on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Buffalo Radio. We are the newest HBCU radio station and program in the nation. We are America's only radio hour of power that discusses black male murders as the number one killer of black males ages 1 through 44 in the U.S., which is homicide. That's right. It's a shame, but it's our reality, and we have to address it make awareness known, and seek solutions. And that's what keeping it 100, that's what we do. We keep it 100. So we have to have these uh, uncomfortable conversations. Podcast us if you missed us. I am your host for this hour where you will be empowered. I am Ed Davis, Assistant Professor of History and Director of Dory, where being real is the deal. Now, of course, you know, before we get started with class, y'all, we got to keep it 100. We've got some positive facts and some empowering truths of the day. So, of course, those that want to engage, this is how you are exempt from this class. Of course, my heart 
and prayers goes out to those, uh, of course, those who lost their lives, the, nine, the, two, the 2,977 lives that were lost uh, 20 years ago uh, during 9-11-2001. I was in graduate school at the time at LA Tech University, and I remember that Tuesday morning like it was just a couple of weeks ago. And so our hearts and prayers go out to those who have served, those uh, first responders that were running into those towers that were on the scenes in Shanksville, PA, and of course at the Pentagon. Uh, definitely uh, we have to still seek solutions and we thank those persons who have lost their lives uh, fighting this uh, head on as of course we hadn't had a 9-11 from that capacity since then as far as domestic terror is concerned. And so uh, definitely um, you know, we have to address that. But since October 7, 2001, we've had many of lives lost from our officers, from our uh, cadets, from our, our soldiers over in Afghanistan. Of course, we're no longer over there. But in that 20-year window from 2001 up until uh, just several weeks ago, we lost some lives over there as well. And it's believed that we lost 2,461 American uh, soldiers in Afghanistan. And so, uh, and we spent about $300 million a day for 20 years. Uh, that's right. To antiquate that, that's about $2.2 uh, plus trillion dollars the last 20 years. And so I used uh, my um, skills to do an analysis and a comparison from the 20 years of uh, black fratricides in this country, what we call black fratricide, what some people call black on black violence, if you will. We don't call it that here, we call it black fratricide. But nonetheless, in 20 years, we've had 100, that's right, 128,000 Okay, African-American males, just the males, have lost their lives in 20 years versus, okay, versus the 2,461 lives lost during uh, the uh, wars in Afghanistan, our longest war ever. And so, again, to put into perspective, it's deadlier for an African-American man in this country, 52 times deadlier for you to use your life in America on U.S. streets than it is in Afghanistan. They've lost 123 lives on average every year for the last 20 years in African-American males in this country on U.S. soil, domestic terrorism. That's what it is. We've lost 6,400 lives. Okay, so again, you can't write this. This is not fake news. This is real news, and it's our reality. It's America's reality. This is not a black problem. It's an American problem that needs to be addressed. Okay, so again... We wanted to go ahead and, and, and uh, mention that. Also, with this new segment here, we've got ABC Homecoming Week. That's right. So, of course, those alumnus that are listening to the sound of my voice, those folks who attended ABC that didn't graduate, we want you back here as well. Okay? And, of course, those who still attend the Buffalo College here. Arkansas Baptist College has their Buffalo, uh, of course, their um, week here, their homecoming week. So definitely want you to become involved. You know, go ahead and check out Big J, all right, former ABC graduate. Also, Nate Williams, the famous comedian as well, and uh, others who are alumnus that are giving back. So we want to support them moving forward. And, of course, with the other festivities we have going on here at Arkansas Baptist College. Also, the other good news that we have here is that we have the Arkansas Orchestra Symphony will be playing just down the street, I believe at 15th and Chester via live stream uh, for folks in the area, but also downtown at the Robinson Center, I'm sorry, at Robinson Hall. That's where we'll be at. And this is sponsored and organized by the uh, Dunbar Neighborhood Association, this national chapters uh, here in Little Rock, led by uh, Angel, uh, Miss uh, Burt. Okay, so definitely we appreciate her and everyone else involved in that uh, moving forward. And also, uh, Simone Biles, I'm mentioning her name is because right now uh, she is the GOAT of gymnastics, the greatest of all time, if you will. And of course, she's only 24 years old, but we have to look at what's happened to her outside of uh, gymnastics. And of course, not just her, but the other women who testified yesterday, which is a sad story on how, uh, whether it's sexism, uh, misogyny, of course, uh, abuse with women. Uh, on the gymnastics team, USA Gymnastics. But of course, you have another GOAT, Serena Williams, who said yesterday that she wished that she had had Simone Biles as her uh, mentor or her hero. 
Now, I want to let that marinate on y'all real quick. Serena's pushing 40. She's got 23 major Grand Slam titles, okay? Arguably, she's the greatest athlete of this millennia, okay? When you look at her resume, hands down, unequivocally. And so, of course, she says about Simone Biles, who's 24 years old, and her gymnastics resume is impeccable, okay? So, again, that's just something to put into perspective. Uh, congrats to Simone Biles. And the other 99 people who were on that Times or Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential uh, Persons in the World's List. Okay, it is extensive, okay? And so I uh, just wanted to go ahead and give you that information before we get started because today's topic, we're talking about the multiplier effect. That's right, the multiplier effect. And we have in the studio with myself, none other than Mr. Aeneas Bolden. How you doing, Mr. Bolden? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I cannot complain. I'm better. I'm in a better position because you're in the studio. And so we appreciate what you've been doing all these weeks, being a part of the Buffalo uh, family, not just on the football team, but more importantly, academically speaking, uh, in the classroom, and now also being part of the uh, Buffalo radio family as well. So we thank you for being here. Now, we're going to have a discussion, just me and you. We're going to have a couple of breaks. And, of course, you were given the task of looking up uh, the article that was on the lady who lost her life in Harlem. And we all know Harlem is a part of Manhattan, for those who don't know. It's uh, heavily concentrated with, I guess you can call people of ethnic minorities of color in this country. We know, globally speaking, we're the majority, but in this country we're considered <laughs> uh, minorities. And so you've had... This young lady, 31 years old, yes, a pregnant mother. Uh, of course, she already had two children previously. And, uh, you know, tell us about this story that you know about. What have you read, Mr. Bolden? Uh, from what I know, she was 31 years old and actually nine months pregnant, weeks away from having her third child, which is uh, very heartbreaking. And my condolences go out to her family. Because, uh, you know, should, nobody should have to endure that. I've lost uh, friends and family to gun violence. It's, it's not anything to play with. But uh, the f from what I know, uh, the fight was between her ex and the father of the unborn child, which is something that is sad to hear, especially in the black community. We should always want to come together and celebrate when a new life is about to be brought into this world. That's what baby showers are for. And uh, for her to be just 31 years old, nine months pregnant, and weeks away from having her third child, and and her for her to be shot in the head by e either one of those men that were at the scene is just something that is is heart wrenching. You know, it's, it's something that I don't I don't want anybody, even my worst enemy, to have to endure because I know at the end of the day, you know, there are people that look up to them, and there are people that they care about and that care about them, and that are probably dependent on them. And now they just lost, you know, probably their, their, main, their main light in their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said a second ago, I can't fathom the idea of, of losing uh, someone in my family to, to, to not just gun violence, but just in a violent situation all in general. Because what perpetuates after that is what we're talking about, the multiplier effect. And uh, before I go any further, I want to give a, a special acknowledgement again to uh, Papa Joseph and Mama Alma Olivier and the whole Olivier family, uh, Brother Antoine. Of course, uh, we're moving closer to the uh, ninth anniversary of the transition of Derek Olivier, who was a student here at Arkansas Baptist College back in 2012. And uh, of course, you can't put a timetable on grieving. You can't put a barometer on, you know, the effects of how you grieve. And so, uh, I've lost my dad due to cancer, but that's a different situation. To lose somebody due to violence, that's, uh, you know, I, I can't describe. There's no way that you can interpret that if you haven't gone through it. And so much love, much appreciation goes out to the entire Olivier family in New Iberia, Louisiana. Uh, and, of course, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with them as they are our extended family as well. And so this multiplier effect, uh, Brother Bolden, is something that people just look at but they don't quantify it they don't look at the big picture when we're talking about a multiplier we're talking about how one situation now in the case of dory in the case of what we're having this radio program for you know 
we're the only station in the country, I believe, that talks primarily on, all the time, the same topic. It's African-American male homicides. That's it. Okay, so we try to find solutions. We make this an avenue for students and, of course, other individuals, not just students, to have a platform to, uh, you know, express what they're feeling, what they've gone through, and also to seek solutions, whether it's via certified counselors, whether it's uh, specialists, therapists, and so on and so forth. So that's what we're going to do as far as bring awareness and seek solutions. All right, now, I'm reading this article, and I want to give credit to where credit is due. This was written by the person's name is Elise Chassain and McGee Hickney. This was published September the 12th, 2012 at 12.29 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I won't read it all verbatim, but of course, as you noted, as we both mentioned a second ago, we talked about the lady, and her name is Miss Young. She has a name. We want to recognize her and honor her name. So our thoughts and thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Miss Shanice Young, 31 years old, who's going through this. Uh, and, and of course, her unborn child, you know, which the multiplier, again, that goes back to her losing her life and this unborn child, you know. So now, of course, the streets want revenge. You know, this young man who uh, is 40 years old, he should know better. But, you know, regardless of what's going on with, with his life, um, it's probably best that he turned himself in. You know, at this moment, of course, you've got people, and I believe pastors. Uh, there's a pastor, and I think uh, his name, I have it written down here, and he was on TV, and I saw the, uh, it's, uh, his name is uh, Rick, I'm sorry, Robert Rice. He's the chaplain for Harlem Hospitals. And, of course, uh, he was at the scene of the shooting, consoling members of Young's family. And so, again, that multiplier, number one, the dimension of you have the baby's lost, uh, the child has lost his life, so that's two people. She was also taking care of her younger siblings, if I'm not, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know the situation on how they ended up there, but now they probably are looking for somewhere else to, you know, find food, find food, shelter, clothing, you know, the essentials that you need to survive. You know, because that that from what I from what I my understanding was, uh, their older sister was, you know, the one who who protected them basically. So, uh, you know, so now again, getting back to the multiplier, we're talking about a disaster. We're talking about someone who's not in the equation anymore from a physical standpoint, from a nurturing standpoint, from an income standpoint. Now we're looking at from a uh, living quarters or a residential standpoint. All these are multiplying effects, you know, how it affects other people. This one murder, I now know it's, it's murder twice because of the young child, the unborn child. And, of course, she was expecting in a few weeks. It wasn't like she was five months, excuse me, five weeks in and didn't know she was pregnant. So, uh, you know, total disaster. And also this young man, uh, he, if he doesn't turn himself in, of course, we hope and pray nothing happens to him and that he meets justice in the courts. But, of course, there's that street justice, too. And we don't want that for him, even though. You know, of course, allegedly what he did, he's in the wrong for doing that. We've got types of witnesses. I believe two other children actually witnessed the shootings when they were in the car. Am I right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, they they were also with her as long as well as as her siblings. So those kids also witnessed that very gruesome uh, situation take place. Which for I don't know how old they are, but I know that at a young age that is something that can be very traumatizing, and you know, uh, is another factor of the the the, the um, people that become statistics in the world. Just like the uh, the young man that pulled that pulled the trigger, mm -hmm. when one either either you like you said the street justice or the actual system. Either way it goes, at one point he will most likely become another statistic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at the definition, the Dory terminology for multiplier effect, and it says the effects of a cause or a reaction to an action. Examples, of course, murder is committed and the killer is caught, jailed, awaiting trial, and is sentenced before going to prison. And so, of course, the money that it takes to do all that, 
And uh, before we go on break, another example is a drive-by shooting where you've got the shooter with the window rolled down. Mm -hmm. He's being charged with first degree, but so is that driver. That's the multiplier effect. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break here at Keeping It 100 on Buffalo Radio. We'll be back in a second. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. I'm your host, Ed Davis, professor of history. We have in the studio Mr. Aeneas Bolden, our Texas uh, student, Texas native, and of course, a Buffalo scholar. And, uh, you know, we're just conversing here about the term, the uh, multiplier, okay? And of course, how it's relevant to African-American males and homicide. And... Uh, before the commercial, we gave an analogy, we gave a description, we gave an example of a drive-by shooting. And of course, most of the times you have a drive-by shooting, not all the time, but most of the time a drive-by shooting, you have other accomplices, Mr. Bolden. And so of course, I don't know via experience, but I've seen and I've studied you know, the, the anatomy of a drive-by. And so uh, for the most part, whether it's 1985 or 2005 or just recently five days ago, you had a, a shooting, a drive-by in Chicago, and uh, there's always a driver. Then you have a shooter. Of course, a lot of times you got multiple people on a car besides the driver and the shooter, and sometimes you have just the shooter as the driver. And so, of course, that happened here in Arkansas not too long ago. There was a young man, and of course, there's video footage of him driving and you know firing his firearm outside of the uh, vehicle, which uh, for the life of me, you know. You know, people do that. And so, again, uh, that multiplier effect, again, as we were explaining, is all those persons in that vehicle being charged with attempted manslaughter or, of course, murder in the first degree, whatever those charges are. Your comments. Uh, first off, like you said, uh, there's video footage of that. That, that. that right there is just something that I, I don't really understand. I don't condone, you know, 
the violence, you know, drive-by shootings, you know, walking up to people and, you know, shooting them. I don't condone that, but that, that's really how you truly incriminate yourself. When there is literal physical evidence against you uh, pertaining to that situation. Now, uh, as far as the multiplier effect, which is the topic that we're on here today, uh, yes, you know, guilty by association, you know, guilty just by you didn't even have to pull a trigger. You could literally just be in the car with them. Like, let's say that after uh, after a party with some friends or something, right? Mm-hmm. You got your friend, you know, he has drugs on him, paraphernalia, you right. know, weed, you know, uh, pills, you know, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he just so happened to be rolling up at a stoplight, and the cop stops. Mm-hmm. You know, he pulls up right next to you. Now, and uh, there's, weed is still illegal in a few states. So the cop can legally pull y'all over everybody in that car and give everybody a ticket or arrest everybody because they have illegal drugs on them. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you, can, you didn't have to be doing nothing wrong. You just have to, you know, be enjoying yourself or something like that. But you being there in that situation – Wrong place, wrong time, you got caught up. Now you're facing, you know, maybe anywhere from a few months to a, f- a few years in jail because you just, you know, you wanted to have fun that night. And it's crazy because uh, it, it, it's, it's happening as we speak. The multiplier effect is happening as we com- converse about this, uh, this subject. Uh, you know, somebody right now up in New York, overseas in China, you know, Brazil, it, it, it's, it's happening, and it's just simply because we people have free will. They make the decisions that they want to make, and those decisions often involve other people being hurt or going down with them, just like how this young woman, nine months pregnant, a few weeks away from giving birth, was just trying to stop her ex-boyfriend and her, current, her, her baby's father from fighting, and the gun went off. And, and we have to look at... The entanglement is the term that's used here in 2021. I won't tell you where I first heard it. We all know where it first came from. Will Smith. Right. (laughs) So this entanglement, and they're not saying Ms. Young was in that. I don't want the listeners of Keeping It 100 to to, to think that I'm suggesting that. We're just saying uh, as an offspring of this relationship, you know, how and why they broke up from what I read was because of the ex-boyfriend was seeing some other, another woman or something. Mm-hmm. So of course he was in wrong in error and she was like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And she's moved on to her life. And obviously uh, that's where the hiccup came in with him. So it's real obvious that there's some other demonstrative areas that are not being addressed in terms of mental and emotional imbalances. When a, when a woman says no, that means no. There's no second conversation. Uh, it's time to dismiss yourself. And so, of course, he didn't follow that. And so, of course, as a result, um, you, you see what happens. And I want to also mention this. I've got eight sisters that are all still alive. And, of course, I have several uh, ladies as students. Uh, to those who are listening, if you're a, a lady, a woman, a female, of course, we want you to, to know that this is not an isolated incident. This happens too often. It doesn't get addressed a whole lot. But, um, you know, of course, we also are speaking to young men. Uh, if a woman says, no, she doesn't want to deal with you anymore, it's time to move on. You know, just, just kind of move on, and there's no discussion about it. But also, um, if you're in a relationship, ladies, and, a, and you're telling the guy that, you know, if a guy tells you, rather, he can't live without you, you need to report that. That's not good at all. Don't think that's cute. If a man says he can't live without you, that's, that's, that's suspect all the way, if no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If someone tells me uh, they can't live without me, of course, we've heard that before. But if you're in a relationship and you're trying to dismiss yourself from that and, and divorce yourself from that relationship, whether it's legally in a marriage or just dating someone, and that person says they can't live without you, uh, that's not cool, that's not pretty, that's not attractive. And, and those are some other vestiges that are in uh, some psychological issues there that needs to be addressed. And so, uh, you know, we have, to, we have to pay attention to those things moving forward. So, again, that's just a take note of Professor Davis Says. Okay, hashtag Professor Davis Says. But moving forward with reading this article and talking about the multiplier, the other two children, Mr. Bolden, they witnessed their mother 
being shot in the face. Now, what does that do to an, uh, a young person? We're talking the children were, uh, according to the article here, uh, they were adolescents. And so what do you think that does? What does that suggest mentally or psychologically or emotionally? Uh, thank you for giving me the chance to elaborate on that. I did touch on that uh, a minute ago. Uh, me personally, I have been through some traumatic stuff going through my childhood. Now, being there and witnessing my mother carrying another sibling of mine and then witnessing her die in my face is something that I have never, you know, been through before. Now, that right there, I can, but I can imagine what those kids are kind of just going through right now. They just lost their mother and their sibling, somebody who had a chance to do something great on this earth, you know, and that's just, it's, it's heartbreaking because now those kids, they don't have a mother. Now, now I don't know the, the situation with their father, but if I'm not mistaken, their father is probably the ex that her current baby father had gotten into it with. So now, if he's the one that pulled the trigger, now, you know, either, like we said, either street justice or, you know, the actual, the actual system, he's going to have to go through that. Now where are those kids going to go? It's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy how, you know, people, they think off pure emotion and they don't actually stop and think, you know, the domino effect. What mm-hmm. would happen if I do this? Mm-hmm. What would happen if I don't do this? You know, now those kids are stuck basically without both of their parents wondering, you know, how they going to make it in life, how they, how they going to, you know, eat, where their clothes are going to come from, you know, who's going to put them through school and, and stuff like that. And it's just, it's sad. And, that, and that's, you know, the true definition of, of this multiplier, this effect, because it's not just one person, you know, even with this young man who committed this, this heinous crime, this, this violent act, uh, he's about to be in jail for the rest of his life. He's 40. He's not 20 years old, so he's going to do at least 45 years. Now, statutorily speaking, I'm not too familiar with the laws of New York <coughs> when it comes to... Uh, first-degree murder, but I know it's uh, more than likely he'll be in Rikers Island for a while, if not, mm-hmm. if he doesn't plea. And so, but again, you have that other immature effect of the street justice where you have a lot of people who are thinking, wow, this man just, and it was one o'clock in the morning, so that, at that time you have to ask yourself the question, the multiplier effect, you get, you know, what's going on at one o'clock in the morning? They're just leaving a baby shower. Yeah. She's trying to get home and settle in, you know, relax. She, she does have a, another person in her ready to pop out. And it's just 1 o'clock in the morning, that, that, that is very suspect. To right. Me. So it's premeditated on behalf of the suspect to, to even confront anybody at 1 in the morning. Let's say he tried at 11, still suspect. It's a baby shower. You don't have, uh, for the most part, gangsters or people toting weapons at a baby shower. Yeah. So uh, when you think about a baby shower, you think about little kids and, of course, women for the most part, maybe significant other here and there. And so, again, the psychological component to it uh, raises an alarm with me as a dad, as a husband, it raises an alarm, you know, when you, when you talk about that. And again, uh, the trauma, hashtag drama is trauma when it comes to African, anybody, but definitely when it comes to us. And so, these are traumatic experiences. I can't think of too many people that I know, whether it's at Arkansas Baptist, when I lived in West Philly, you know, when I lived in uh, L.A., when I lived in Louisiana, rather, um, I, I can't think of too many times where I wasn't in a circle or a group or a contingent faction of people that I know that didn't experience some type of trauma. And so, uh, you know, we have to address it from the standpoint of children. We have to address it from the standpoint of, of in our households. And there's a show out called The Shy. I'm not too familiar with all the episodes. My wife watches it. It's called CHI. I think it's short for Chicago. Mm-hmm. It comes on. And uh, I saw a clip of it last night. And in that show, there was a, a gentleman who was former military specialist who uh, got out, of course, and uh, he was struggling with some alcohol. And, of course, newsflash folks listening. A lot of times we elevate marijuana, we elevate drugs over alcohol as, a, as an effect, as a multiplier effect when it comes to people making uh, erroneous decisions. 
Okay, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it shouldn't be hard at all to produce these numbers about how alcohol is a bigger component or an effect measure to people making these disastrous decisions than smoking marijuana. Okay, so again, that's another discussion for another day when it comes to uh, black male homicides. A lot of times, yes, there's some drugs involved. A lot of times, more than often, there's alcohol involved, but we don't ever talk about the alcohol effect, and it is a big effect. Getting back to the shy, I saw the TV show last night, and it was demonstrative on how they use this man, this military guy, middle age. He spent some time in jail, of course. Uh, of course, there's some mental issues as well from PT. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. So you've got, you got alcohol, post-traumatic stress disorder. Again, these are multipliers that go into the effect of him making some irrational or immature decisions, uh, which leads to death or back into uh, military uh, issues or, or you know, uh, uh, being locked up. And so um, getting back to Ms. Young's case in this shooting and how the streets are talking and they want this guy, you know, put away it's best that he surrenders and turns himself in. That's probably the safe bet for him. That would most likely be his yeah. best bet. You know, you know, anytime you uh, have the uh, wherewithal to, you know, shoot, uh, you know, not a, a woman, a pregnant woman on top of that. In front of her kids. In front of her kids. So these are like all triple and quadruple negatives, you know. Not to say it's okay to shoot a grown man at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No, I'm not saying that. We're just saying, you know. You have a lady who has two children. They witness her being shot in the head, in the face, losing her life, and she's pregnant at a baby shower. You know, so again, all these are compounding elements. Uh, would you say these are all compounding elements that are just disastrous? And so, uh, you know, we have to look at it from that angle. And what a lot of people have to know about this multiplier is that. It's a financial component to it. There is a neurological slash psychological component to it. There is a, of course, a health-wise component to it, just overall health, okay? There is a family component to it. There is a sociological component to it by that, just relationships with people, mm -hmm. you know? Um, people say a lot, and I've been guilty of this as well, is you treat everybody the same. You can't do that, you know? <laughs> knowing people and knowing their background, their pedagogy, it's not smart to treat everybody the same, okay? Of course, that's where equity and equality are two different things. And of course, I'm more privy towards equity than equality. And so uh, we have to have that uh, conversation at another time, and, and we will as it relates to African-American males being sentenced, I saw a sentence yesterday where this former TV personality, one of those housewife shows, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, he was given 17 years in jail for fraud with PPE. But then I looked at another guy who wasn't the same color, and this guy's African-American, by the way, the other guy, Caucasian European-American, he was given, uh, I think, five years for millions of dollars more of, of fraud and so you know again there's a financial component uh, moving forward okay but we're going to go ahead and take another commercial break on keeping it 100 here on buffalo radio Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. 
the smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships. When you apply, you'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a $2,500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. Host here, Professor Davis, and we're just conversing about this multiplier effect when it comes to uh, many of situations, but in particular, our topic here on this radio station, all right, we talk about African-American male homicides, black murders from males, however you want to phrase it and put it, uh, it leads to one way, and that's destruction. And I look at the numbers, uh, Mr. Bolden, how... We were only 11% of the American population in the 1960s. Now, of course, that was 50 years ago plus. Yeah. We're only 13% of the population. So we've only gained 2% in 50 years. Okay. Now, again, we have to aggregate that and say to ourselves, how is that possible to only gain two percentage points of our population from a country, African-Americans? Not African-American males, but African-Americans in general. It's absurd, but here's the answer to that. It's because we kill each other. We're responsible for killing 450,000 on record, death certificates-wise, black males killing black males. Not our women shooting us, not us killing our women, which we do it most and better than anybody, and it's embarrassing. But again, we keep it 100 here, folks, listening. So, uh, again, I'm not an angry. Well, yeah, I am angry. I'm not a mad uh, black man, if you will. But, yes... These topics tend to, uh, you know, push buttons, but again, to motivate you to do better, whether it's research, whether it's uh, seeking solutions, whether it's collaborations, and of course, first and foremost, uh, praying to the Lord, okay, asking the Lord, what can we do and how can we be in position to uh, mitigate the bleeding, whether it's here in Little Rock or, you know, anywhere else in the country, because we need it bad here in this country. So, Mr. Bolton. You know, we're having this conversation about the multiplier and uh, what happened with Miss Young. God rest her soul and our hearts and thoughts go out to her family in, in Harlem. But th- she is not an isolated incident, right? Mm-hmm. That goes on all over the country. Multipliers everywhere here in Little Rock. There's always that retaliation, you know, whether it's somebody being killed a block away. And you see it and you're fearful from your family so you don't say anything. That's a multiplier because you don't have the wherewithal to say anything. And again, there's common sense. Common sense is still in style, y'all. It's still classy to have common sense. So if you see somebody commit a heinous crime, uh, don't verbally tell on them in their face. Okay, we're not promoting that you do anything uh, immature from that aspect. There's other measures that you can take that are legal, that are godly, that are proficient, where you can definitely let it be known that you know who uh, pulled the trigger or who, you know, did this or did that. But to just hold this information in uh, because of fear, and, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you can't say if you're not in a situation like that. I've been in situations like that, uh, too. 
And so uh, it's only by God's grace that nothing happened to me as a repercussion to it. But again, I have to go to sleep at night to know I just saw somebody kill somebody. I don't say nothing. No, that's, that's not godly. That's not going down like that. So again, whether it's me relocating, uh, you know, my family or something like that, that's a possibility. But again, um, to have somebody out here in these streets that is just just killing and doing what they want to do and I knew something. I didn't say anything because I'm scared of that person. Nah, that's not gonna roll like that. That's I'm not. How, I'm not built like that. That's how you know you add on to the statistics. Uh, there, there, like you said, there are ways to handle certain situations, and I feel like that uh, that those situations do need to be handled. Yeah. Because you're not doing nothing but giving them a free pass to keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Even it, you know, even in this case, you know, I don't know if if the if the guy you know, aimed it at her and just decided to pull the trigger or if they were tussling with it and he accidentally pulled the trigger, it, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact is that he this he shot this 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 lady in her head while she was nine months pregnant with her child weeks away from, from giving birth. Yeah. And and that, you know, and that they they said that they haven't made any arrests yet. So both of these men are still walking free. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, bad for both sides of them because, you know, like you said, you know, words going around, you know, in the streets and stuff that, that you know, he's still out and they want him off the streets. So, you know, she, I'm pretty sure she does have, you know, males and females in her family mm-hmm. that, you know, are willing to do just about anything for her. So, uh, you know, which is also another multiplier. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That that could just trigger something, you know, in their mind, you know, make them snap as well. And then boom, now he's dead. But at what cost? Right. And 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 we want to promote and let the audience know here at uh, Keeping It One Hundred that we promote godly justice, not street justice, not even the justice that sometimes you see uh, that's on TV. A lot of times, it's not really uh, justice. Okay. So again, we want godly justice and let the Lord work His. Uh, what he needs to do, what he will do, whether he uses the courts, so on and so forth. But again, uh, we're not fans of street justice or anything that's illegal or immature. Uh, we want to do it the godly way and uh, make sure that it's done. And uh, of course, you know, of course, Scripture says, you know, vengeance is mine. That's what that's what God says in Scripture. So we're not proponents of uh, revenge or anything like that or retaliation, even though our flesh. You know, promotes that, and we want to. And most of these movies, they're based off revenge. I got, I got to get revenge. So, we have to be mindful and be careful. And I'm speaking to believers uh, in Jesus Christ on that note. Okay, that's important. Okay, uh, but yeah. So this multiplier effect. Just a recap for those who just tuned in. This is uh, Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100 with Dory. I'm your host, uh, Professor. Edmund Davis, we have in our studio right now in the Buffalo Nation. We have Aeneas Bolden, Texas Natives, student athlete. He's giving great commentary about the topic, which is the multiplier effect when it comes to African-American males and how other people are affected, whether it's a mental issue, whether it's uh, money in terms of rehab. If you have a father and, you know, a hail of bullets come his way, his son gets hit and the son lives and the father loses his life. Well, guess what? This child uh, doesn't have a father. That's a void that's in the system. And, of course, somebody has to pick up the slack. Okay, his father has to be replaced. That's the multiplier effect. The funds that come with that whole process, all right, whether it's relocation, whether it's uh, a babysitter, whether it's changing schools, those are all multiplier effects. It's not just one person dies and that's it. No, there's a family that's grieving. There's people that have to go through traumatic experiences. They have to see professional psychotherapists, counselors. There's grieving, okay? We have to properly grieve. E- overeating is not the proper way of grieving. I've been guilty of that myself, you know? So, again, there's a proper way of grieving, and there's an improper way of grieving. And so, again, these are all part of the multiplier effects. But really it goes down to uh, how it affects other people and how um, it can reverberate something negative when you have, uh, you know, homicides Black male murders, which is the number one killer for African-American males in America, ages 1 through 44. So no other group. And for those who are thinking, why is he always talking about uh, black males? That Well, that's because that's the number one killer 
for people who look like me, for people who are my age, I'm about to be out of that age range, uh, older than 44, but still, um, for those who are ages 1 through 44, the number one killer is not osteoporosis. The number one killer is not uh, lung cancer. The number one killer is not accidents, okay? The number one killer for African-American males in America is homicide, okay? So we have to be truthful. We have to tell it in a loving, uh, godly way. We have to not mix up truth with falsehoods and fake news. We have to tell the truth, and sometimes it comes across a little bit rough, but sometimes we need that to realize what's going on. We have to remain sober, uh, seeking solutions and connecting these dots and, uh, you know, definitely stopping the bleeding right now, whether it's in Little Rock or in uh, the Big Apple, okay? So um, uh, do you have any other uh, remarks, uh, Brother Aeneas, about the multiplier? What have you learned from reading that article? Tell us what's the biggest component as a scholar, as a young man in this country, okay, the greatest country in the world that you've learned from this, this article from uh, the death of Miss Shanice Young, 31 years old, in New York's uh, Harlem section. Uh, before we had this conversation, I honestly didn't know anything about the multiplier effect. Uh, honestly, uh, I do send out condolences to her family, but this was a great teaching point for me and anybody else listening about how uh, one, one traumatic event could possibly, could no, could most definitely mentally, physically, financially, any way you want to look at it, spiritually, it could it could damage a person a lot. And uh, I have been through the multiplier effect a few times mm-hmm. uh, before coming up here to Arkansas, and I'm glad I got I I have gotten to get away from uh, most of those problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, just you know, there are ways that you can receive help legally. You know, you don't always have to turn to drugs and then alcohol, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, you know, sex, you know, sin, basically sinning, sin, you feel me? Because then you're not doing nothing but adding on more multipliers to, to the problem, you know, to the main multiplier, to the root, to the source of your problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not dig- you're not doing anything but digging yourself, excuse me, into a, uh, a deeper hole, not just, you know, mentally, but, you know, uh, at work and at school and, you know, in the weight room and, uh you know, with your relationships. Uh, I just, anybody that, that feels like, you know, that they're going through it or if you lost somebody. Deep post, uh, so they call it, you know, stutter pass, addictions and Washington. Stuff like that, please. Because we're playing the Redskins that week. And then it stays that forever. Red, right, 24 double Puma on one. Every animal you can imagine is probably thrown into a football terminology somewhere. Let's have bear twist. It probably started, no, it started from when they broke up. Or it started within the relationship to make him go and cheat on her. You know, there's always there's always a root to to uh, to the to the main problem that we're seeing today. There's always smaller things adding up, and those are those multipliers that we talked about today. And we have to address them, whether it's uh, mental anguish and, and drama from the past. We we have to find again, like you said, helpful, fruitful outlets, uh, whether it's in music. In a clean way, in a, in a in a godly way, of course, or um, working out, or just having that conversation. And the you know, of course, I want to say this in closing: the mature avenue traveled is to get help to invest in therapy, a counselor, a mindset coach, or a couch. It's godly to, to pray on or about your issues dealing with your traumatic experiences, like homicide, violence, grief, of course, as it can help alleviate some beef. Of course, and we will have a list of professional counselors. We do have a list that we can make it known to people here, our listeners, to uh, keeping it 100 here at the Buffalo Radio at Arkansas Baptist College. Because it's important that we know that we have some solutions in place. And uh, you can't lock up everybody. You can't arrest everybody. This is not a policing issue. Uh, This is a a community issue. This is a, a, a national issue. It's not a Little Rock issue. So we have to solve this getting behind God and being as a family, being committed and uh, being in place and being able to bless others with what we know and share it out uh, as a family. I think that's uh, one of the uh, issues that we have to, you know, express as many and as much time as possible uh, moving forward. And it's also, uh, I want to say this, I want to let the audience know that we're adding another component to 
uh, the Keeping It 100. I've got a small section within the section. We're going to call it, of course, Professor Davis Says, where I uh, give a news article or read something to you, okay? Read a news story to you, and then I give you the backstory to that news story, okay? And so an example is is that uh, uh, the, the world-famous uh, Dapper Dan, for those who don't know, Dapper Dan is a fashion designer, and uh, he is being recognized for his nearly 40-plus years of work, not just in the Harlem or New York area, but also around the country and around the world. And so, uh, of course, Dapper Dan, congrats to you. And, of course, uh, you know, this just goes to show you that um, there's a lot of still issues with regards to racism and white supremacy in this world because this guy has been world-class for 40-something years, and he's finally being honored and recognized. So, of course, uh, you know, we still recognize you even before this Dapper Dan. So keep up the great work with your clothes and how you, uh, you know, suit the needs for others, whether they're celebrities or folks like here in Little Rock, Arkansas, like us, okay? So we want to say thank you, sir. All right, well, this will wrap up our multiplier effect, and we thank uh, Mr. Anise Bolden for his comments, for his homework as it relates to knowing what the buff, what the uh, multiplier effect here. Here's Buffalo Radio. And so, of course, remember, we come on every Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, remember, we keep it 100. God bless. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100 with Dory, the show designed to create positive attitudes and come up with solutions to stop the violence in the community. Join us every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. We'll see you next week.